This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am Dale Luganville. Thank you very much for joining me. Welcome to this week's recap and rant. Oh my goodness. This just in, I suck at deer hunting. There, I said it. I said it out loud. I will say this. Uh, hunting up here in the north country, uh, is it's a bit different. Oh, my God, Siri. Not talking to you. That's like the same time. She just I just recorded a podcast uh, with my guest this week, and um, she did the same thing. I need to turn that thing off when I'm recording. Anyways, oh my goodness. There's nothing you need to hear. Like, I'm not doing anything sketchy, Siri or government or whoever. Anyways, <laughs> back to a regularly scheduled program of me explaining how I'm a bad deer hunter. Um, deer density up here. Uh, is way less than I'm used to being closer to the Twin Cities. And I say this um, so that uh, the rest of you can appreciate what you have. <laughs> uh, for as tough as hunts you may have here and there, you know, and I follow a bunch of people on on line, you know, and had that October lull or whatever else, um, you're still seeing deer. You know, even does, even you're passing little bucks. <laughs> let me show you, let me tell you exactly how many deer I've seen um, 
in my sits this year up here in the Northland? Exactly zero. That's I have not seen when I've been in a stand. I have not seen a deer. I I my success rate of deer hunting this year is the same as uh, my Bigfoot sightings. So that tells you how that's going. Um, there's just not that many up here. Um, you see sign, but it's just it's not like sign down in the south. Like you know, and here here's here's the catch twenty two. You know, I'll, I'll go out and I'll scout and I'll, I'll find sign. And I'll set up on it, and you're like, well, this is all doe, doe and fawn sign. And you're like, okay, well, the rut, there should be, you know, bucks should be following them, whatever. But the other thing you got to think of is that, again, there's just not that, there's the, the numbers aren't that great up here. And so there's not that many bucks either. You know, I don't know that rattling or grunting or any of that stuff would really help up here. I don't know how often bucks are running into each other to even get into a fight. <laughs> I have read and heard that, you know, that those kind of techniques really only work well when you have a high density area where there is uh, a lot of competition for does. Just don't think there's that much competition. Um, you know, my personal experience up here in the woods is very limited. Of course, this is my first season up here, and I got up and I got up here mid-season, so I didn't have off seasons to scout and anything like that. So hopefully next year will be a little bit different. But you know, so I I lean on you know going to the pub and and over you know I'm eavesdropping on other people and what they're seeing and what they're doing. And uh, while watching that debacle of a football game uh, Sunday. I did overhear one guy, and I need to find out where this cat's hunting because he was like, well, I've seen deer almost every time I went out. So that tells me I'm doing something wrong. I'm not in the right spots. Um, you know, really isn't much ag land, ag land up here. You have some hay fields. Some people either have horses or they have cows. Nobody's growing corn up here, right? There's no corn fields, no soybean fields, nothing like that. So you do have some hay fields. And I am finding that, you know, you want to hunt closer to residential areas because there's just more deer there. I think there's more food for them. You know, you got garden, you know, gardens, or you got um, ornamental things like crab apples. I'm finding out the deer are really key on crab apples. I have there's a couple in the front yard where I'm staying here, and there's deer in there almost every day. Not quite every day, but almost. Um, there, you know, all the road systems, you know, you're those kind of your riparian areas where you're going to have raspberry bushes as a forage and, um, just all different kinds of shrubs that they can forage. And I think predation risk by wolves is less around humans. You know, wolves are a little less, uh, willing to go where there's a bunch of people. So I think all of that kind of sets up favorably for the the deer hunt you know hunt around people which is kind of opposite kind of where my brain went you know I was getting into these hanging hunts when I was further south and I wanted to get as far away from people as possible you know there I was like trying to in my mind and I wasn't successful doing that either I might add um but my idea was there was like I wanted to get away and find those completely unpressured deer, those completely unpressured bucks, that big swamp donkey out there that, you know, 
isn't dodging bullets through the hunting season. He's just out there doing his own thing where nobody's willing to put in the work to go do. That was kind of my jam down there. Man, I don't know that that's going to work for me up here. I mean, it might, and that's kind of that catch-22 where I get into It's like, okay, I found deer sign here, but is it buck? You know, like, chances are if I cut a track and it's a big track, that's probably the lone buck. But how do I go about targeting that guy? And I have very little information to go off of. Thank God we got some snow and I can actually see some tracks. You know, so I I think um, this season, I mean, I'll continue to bow hunt um, the rest of the year up here. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to try to get out. Of course, I'm be ice fishing. I I say that, but you all know what's going to happen. I'm going to start ice fishing and then that's what's going to happen. But I would like to get out and just stomp around and look for sign look for you know find out where these deer are spending their time find out how they bed find out where they feed you know in lieu of ag lands you know what are they feeding on and what i am kind of finding i am learning that uh cedar swamps seem to be a big thing down here i kind of thought they would go to higher ground um just for ease of travel but so far that's not my case the closer i get to like Swampy areas seem to still be, um, which I guess isn't too far different from down south, you know, the cattail swamps, stuff like that. But they seem to really like to cover the cedar swamps. I know they do eat, they will browse on cedar, the trees itself. So maybe that's, they have cover and and food right there. Um, so that'll be, that'll be kind of my goal this winter is to, to really, um, more scouting than hunting, you know, and through the rest of this archery season, um, maybe still do some hanging hunts. And and honestly, I might just go take some walks through the woods and just bring my shotgun in case I find the random grouse or something and not even put the stand on my back and just see what I see. Just observe, you know, am I finding beds? Am I finding um, tracks and, and heavy use trails and, and stuff like that? You know, and for as far as like the people that blame the wolves and stuff like that, um, I'm sure they play a role in keeping the deer numbers down, uh, but you've all heard my opinions on that. For one, I think in where I'm at, we're right on the edge of what I would call the moose zone. I'm not even mad that the deer numbers are low. I, it kind of gives me hope that maybe the moose can, can come back. You know, I would like to see a, a wolf season, especially in that moose zone territory, to even help them out even more. I'd love for someday in my life to be able to have a, a Minnesota moose tag in my pocket. I think that would be fantastic. And so I don't know what the DNR is doing to work towards that. I really should um, reach out to them, try to get somebody on the podcast here. We can have that conversation. I think that'd be really great. Um, so I'm not really mad at the wolves. I do think there should be a season on them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like I'm not like protect wolves at all costs. No, 100% there should be a, a hunting and a trapping season for them. Um, but I don't want, I'm not trying to get more deer in this area. Um, they are in the area. I see them when I'm driving around. It's not like there isn't any. So when you hear people say that, that's just, you know, it's it's an easy excuse, I guess, for your lack of success. What it tells me is I need to hunt harder. I need to hunt smarter. I need to learn more, which is 100% true. I need to figure out how the the whitetail uh, act up here. I, I got to learn their patterns. That's you know the woodsmanship of being a a good hunter. So that's 
that's what I'm going to have to do. And uh, I like doing things the hard way. So I'm kind of, uh, I kind of like it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of here for it. You know, uh, this, my first year up here is going to be kind of a learning curve. Um, I'm going in on the, on the deer hunting. Um, I, this winter I want when the, when the winter trout season kicks off, I want to start doing that, which I have very little experience doing. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to try to split my time. Now I'm still going to be running down. I'm still going to be at all the Minnesota made events, um, for the, um, the future anglers of Minnesota clinics. And then I'll be around the Saturday of, of, or the, um, our Sunday events too. uh, the Minnesota made events. I'm not fishing it this year, but I'll help out and, um, you know, I'll fish for fun and do whatever. But, um, so I'm still going to be going down. I'll still have those. Uh, so that's four weekends out of the year, still doing the HHO, uh, tournament. Um, so yeah, I won't, I won't be able to, um, do it a ton. I'll be, I'll be splitting up my time. Uh, there's Frankie's. Uh, I think I'm going to fish that. Of course, we ha- um, got the um, NAIFC, got that going. So, yeah, I'll be pretty busy. It's going to be a busy winter. There's going to be a lot more travel involved this year for sure. Um, so in between, when I don't have something going on in the weekends of ice fishing, um, I'll want to start checking out some of these trout waters. But with that said, I also want to check out some good panfish waters that are up here as well. <sighs> I got a lot. I got a lot on my plate. <laughs> but yeah, the hunting the hunting has not been great. You know, the other day it was in the stand though, and this was days after Pelican had locked up ice. Um I was in the stand and just it was just whistling wings overhead of uh big big flocks like 20 30 of uh, golden eyes headed south so i don't know maybe they're on the rainy river i guess i don't know somewhere somewhere there was still open water and uh they were they were boogieing south though they, maybe there was one pocket of open water still on the lakes that i just couldn't see from where i'm at but yeah they're they were definitely boogieing out i believe today i'd have to look but i think today was the last official day of the duck season up in the north zone so that's that's officially that um yeah and uh so yesterday sunday my intent i didn't deer hunt well that was so here's the other frustrating thing so sunday morning uh i kind of or saturday i did kind of hike it was windy i kind of i wanted to find a different area i kind of hiked around i did that did find another spot. It seemed to have a lot more deer sign. Wasn't great for that wind Saturday night, so I didn't hunt there. Hunted the stand um, that I had set up. That I set up because I had seen, when we got our first snow, I would seen tracks. So I'm like, all right, sweet. There's some multiple different trails here. There's some deer shit. They're actively using it. You can see where they're scratching ground and feeding. I was like, sweet. Should be a good spot. Hung the stand. Hunted a few times. Didn't didn't see anything. We got fresh snow. No no fresh tracks. Nothing. And we all last week, it was like, it snowed every day, like not a lot, but just a little bit, which was irritating, but also good because it was, I could see what a fresh sign was. And so Sunday morning, uh, well, I stayed up too late Saturday night and I, because I just hadn't seen anything. I didn't, my motivation was very low. I'm just being honest. I was lazy. I did not go out to my stands Sunday morning. Um, that partially also, I wanted to go 
check for first ice, you know, while I was up here. Um, I'm pretty sure there's safe ice to be found, and there's a little lake here that I've always wanted to fish, even since we've all been coming up here. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to check, check it out. It's rumored to have really big crappies in it. And you got to take like a path through the woods to get there. And, you know, I didn't want to do that in the dark. So anyways, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I loaded up everything. Took me a while to start the wheeler. Hasn't been fired up in a long time, but got it started. Got it loaded up. Got the trailhead. Took off down the trail. This is like super fun. Got through one sketchy mud patch. I mean, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is bad. I was not expecting this. Um, So the mud, uh, not frozen yet. Found that out the hard way. Um, Got through. You know, of course, covered mud all over my shit. Um, but anyways, so I keep going. I see another, it looks like, a sketchy spot. I try to go around, and that was a mistake. That that ground, even though it looked higher, was more like um, big mossy, like bog swamp-ish, and I got stuck. And I mean, I got stuck, stuck. Basically, got two blocked. That was the other problem. Well... Problem one is my four-wheeler has been a three-wheeler for pretty much ever. Um, I've never taken the time to fix it, and I've never gotten stuck before. Now I don't get to say that. Um, And really could have used that third wheel because I'm kind of high-centered lengthwise. And it's – so I don't – there's really nothing. My back rear tire is, like, in soup. It's not touching anything. It's just spinning in liquid, basically. The the right side of the wheeler is it's got contact with ground, but not really enough weight to really get because it's tilted at an angle. So I'm not it's not really grabbing much. It's just slipping on what's there. And then the one wheel that actually could be helping me, the left front is the one that doesn't turn. So or doesn't drive. Obviously, it turns. Um, so yeah. And then I had that little back rack thing on there where I usually put my cooler. And I had the thought of taking it off, and I was like, well, I can put my rod locker there. Be nice. And I was not expecting. Let me let me preface this with I was not expecting to have to drive through any mud at all. For one, I'd never been down this path, so I didn't know that. But two, uh, I figured everything was been frozen. So I didn't uh, – I was just unprepared, the bottom line. Um and so that little back rack thing is what I'm kind of too blocked in because when I sank down, now I can't go back because that sank down low enough where it's digging into the mud or in the bog and, and the front won't go. So, yeah, I'm screwed. I had to abandon everything on the trail. Um, nothing is open up here on a Sunday anywhere within two hours. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to have to go get like a big giant come along and, and, and a tow rope or a winch, I'll probably invest in a winch just because then I'll have it. I can put it on the wheeler if I ever do get this thing out. Um, so I I was, so I just I had to hike all my gear out, which really sucked. Got my steps in. <laughs> Thanks, Apple Watch. Feel really proud of myself. Had to make a couple trips back. Um, it was over a mile for sure. Um, so that, yeah, not cool. Uh, so there it sits. It's still sitting there. I was going to try to drive down after work today and get that stuff and get back up and just work into the night and try to free it up. But I looked at the the weather forecast. It's actually warming up. It's been below freezing, so hopefully it's not too frozen. Um, but it had been really cold 
and stuff hadn't been frozen yet. That's how I fell through. So that's what I'm holding on to. But also it's warming up this week. We're actually going to be above freezing uh, the high temperatures through the weekend. So I'm headed down for the Thanksgiving weekend uh, to be with family and friends and stuff like that. Uh, hopefully do some sort of fishing hunting while I'm down there. We'll see what transpires. Uh, but I think then, I think Sunday I'm going to bail. I think Sunday, um, I think I'm going to head up. And so on my way, I will purchase what I need, and then I will spend whole, uh, hopefully not the lion's share of that Sunday getting unstuck, but I'm preparing myself for the worst. But, yeah, I think I'm going to take Sunday, come up here, and um, try to get unstuck. And, I mean, if I can't, I mean, the reality is that's just where my wheeler is going to live all winter until spring, until I can get back up there and, and get it out. So, that really sucks because that's gonna. I'm gonna be without a wheeler all winter long, which is really gonna hinder my ice fishing capades. I mean, obviously, once ice is thick enough to drive a truck on, that's that's something. But it's really kind of eliminating a lot of like, you know, smaller, smaller lakes and stuff like that. So, um, might have to explore the concept of getting a different, just buying a different wheeler but kind of wanting to upgrade anyways, um, seeing as how mine is just a, a POS as it is. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, don't. That was definitely not in the budget to buy a, a, a new or different ATV, but we'll, we will see what happens. That is what I'm hoping. Um, hopefully stuff works out and uh, the gods are smiling will allow me to get my wheeler back. Um, if I do get it out, I'm going to have to take a uh, long look at possibly fixing that <laughs> that wheel that doesn't work. But also, I don't even have a seat on the damn thing. Like, it had been coming off, and then um, I think it was my, my hellacious spring windy-ass season. It was. That's when it happened. It was like on my way back, uh, the wind literally ripped the foam off of the seat. I mean, I still have like the carriage, the seat carriage, but the foam part gone, it's just gone. So I need to buy a new one of those too. Um, and like I said, I, I don't, do I, do I fix that one up or do I just straight up just fire sale it, get whatever little money I can get out of it, apply that towards a better one. I might do that. I don't know. Although it would be cheaper just to fix this one up. I mean, a, a few hundred dollars, a thousand dollars at worst, Still a lot cheaper than $5,000 for a, a good used four-wheeler. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. We'll just have to wait and see. But kind of bummed out. I was really looking forward to getting on to some, you know, ice last weekend and making everybody to the south me jealous. But that sure didn't happen. And, of course, that abortion of a football game didn't make my Sunday any better. So that'll be coming up. If you've been following along with my um, the full skull podcast that I started up with my buddy Jim. This will be the first episode since we started doing it where we get to talk about a loss and not just a loss, but a demoralizing, embarrassing, just absolute embarrassment of a football game. So that's that. And also I have been putting those out on Thursdays and we play again Thursday. So I'll probably going to bump that up. Um, I don't know when that's going to come out. I'm going to try to get that out as soon as I can. Um, Depends on when Jim can record. So um, you're getting this fresh. I'm putting this up 
pretty much right after I record it on this Monday. So that's that. Uh, I don't really have much to rant about. Um, what would be what 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 can I rant about? Nothing has really come up that I've been reading that anybody's like super pissed off about or controversial about. Um, nobody wants to talk about Malax. The same old story. If they can keep one again this winter. Um, man, I just don't even know about that fishery and what to do about that. Um, it just, it just seems like it's never going to change. It just seems like that's going to be the future for like forever. You're going to be, if you can ever keep a walleye, it's going to be one, you know, for a limited time in the summer and then in the winter. Um, but as we've seen, people still go there. So it's still pretty hot, a pretty big deal. I did see everybody's eyeballing. Uh, Red Lake already. Just today, I saw people. You know, they do have some ice. They're getting they're jonesing for that. Um, so, with that said, I do want to tell you guys. So, with my job up here at, at uh, KBFT, the community radio station, uh, you can listen online and you can listen by the app. So, I am developing a fishing report slash ice report show. Watch well, be ice report for you know the first few weeks, and then it'll just be a fishing report. Um, but you know what it's going to be like. It's going to like when are they going to start allowing trucks and stuff like that out on Red and Lake of the Woods and Devils and stuff like that. So I do have some uh, guides lined up throughout the North Country here that I'm going to be checking in. And I'm going to be doing a fishing report show um, with them, a weekly one. So uh, everybody go download the KBFT app. You'll be able to find it on there. This I will. It, that is a separate thing from Full Scale Outdoors. That is not going to be Full Scale Outdoors. That is going to be through KBFT. Um, so you're going to have to go there to find it. Uh, KBFT. Uh, you can just put KBFT in a Google search. That'll bring up their actual website. It'll be on there eventually. We'll get a tab. It's not there yet, but we're working on it. That will be developed. And then on the app, you'll be able to get it there too. So it will broadcast. Um, I think uh, things are changing, but as of right now, I think we picked uh, it'll broadcast on 89.9. Uh, it won't be live. It'll be pre-recorded, but it will air 445 on Fridays. So when you guys are getting off work or you're getting ready to drive up north or you're making your weekend plans, That'll be that, but it will then also be available to listen anytime, just as a standalone, you know, download it, click it, and listen to that week's episode. So I got um, Captain Donnie's going to help me out with the Rainy River, Rainy Lake area. I have a Lake of the Woods guy. I got a Red Lake guy. I got a Devil's Lake guy. And... I suppose I can chime in here with, you know, pelican, black duck, elephant, vermilion, and then uh, I'll, I will be doing Malax as well. So there you go. So KBFT app, go ahead and download that. And, um, yeah, you'll, you're going to get very timely ice reports. You won't have to go off of, like, two-week-old information. I'm not throwing shade at this particular publication, but the outdoor news, we all know that that information is not exactly super current. Uh, so the information you'll be getting here will be, at worst, a few days old. You know, it's whatever I can schedule and get these guides. you got to remember, they're guides. They're busy. So I, I will get them as timely as I can. Um 
but yeah, it's going to be going out on Fridays. So that's something for you all to look forward to. Uh, what else do I got? Man, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, firearm season uh, officially ended yesterday up here, and I think pretty much statewide. Muzzy, muzzleloader season still upcoming, and of course archery all the way to the end of the year. Um, not sure I'll tag out, but I will continue to try anyways. Not too mad at it because I have a crap ton of, of goose meat to still eat up, and I've been eating it. It's I love it. I mean, it's, I get, I'm cooking for myself up here. I made that uh, goose leg and wild rice soup. That turned out amazing. I brought that into the radio station, and boy, they, they, they went to town on it. Um, it was really good, though. Like, it was really good. I'm definitely going to have to make that again. About time to make another batch of chili. I had some ta goose tacos the other night. I still have leftovers. That's what I'm having tonight. So, yeah, I'm loving it. This is, uh, uh, I'm super happy with uh, where things are right now. Um, and I appreciate everybody's help in, in getting me here and, and continuing to listen. I appreciate all of you uh, more than you know. So we will, we will continue. I don't really, I wish I had, I wish I had a rant for you. I just, I just don't. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and whatever your passion, pursue it full scale.